0: The Show. A little bit of Melbourne and a touch of Philly. The Malbadelphia Show. The Malbadelphia Show. A little bit of Melbourne and a touch of Philly. The Malbadelphia Philadelphia, show a little bit of Melbourne and a touch of Philly. And now I to one of my favorite segments of the night and that is my artist interview of the week and tonight I'm going to be talking with a wonderfully talented talented artist and producer, world-renowned, has worked with so many people. I'm excited to talk to Leon Silva. Leon, are you there? Hey, how
1: are you doing?
0: I am really good. I want to start the interview by just saying what a pleasure and a privilege it is to be interviewing you. And I'm just so grateful that you are gracious enough with your time to talk to me and let everyone know what's going on with you, what's happening. And because I know so many people are interested in what you're doing. So thank you. Uh,
2: Thank you. The pleasure is mine.
0: Oh, (laughs) so What I want to say is, or the first thing I like to ask an artist when I have them on the show is, what would you like the listeners to know first and foremost about you as a person? It can be anything, but what do you want them to know when they think about you?
2: Well, um, I um, actually... um Well, I'm into the Lord first, uh, especially now. Um, Musically, when it comes to music, um, I just like to keep it uh, universal, music that will reach anybody, Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, whether it's R&B, pop, hip-hop, country and western, whatever. Music uh, is uh, the universal language. Absolutely. uh, I like to uh, relate that uh, across the globe. And whatever genre, era, or any type of music,
3: uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I As- like, when they think of me musically, that's what I'm into.
0: Absolutely. So what I want to know, or what I want to start off with, is... You know, there is so much history. I've been reading about your history and there is so much. And I I probably will touch on a little bit of your history because a lot of people, that's what they love you for. So I'll touch on that, but I really want to get into what you're doing now and, you know, your thoughts about the industry now. But, you know, just to start off, I want to know a little bit about your history. And you were in a family group coming up. How old were you when that started?
2: Uh, As the Silvers, back in the 70s, um, when we we started as uh, the Silvers, I was uh, probably around 18, somewhere between 17 and 19, you know, when it started.
3: Wow.
4: Uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I was mainly, I was the leader of the group. We put it together from... um, I was performing at home and writing. I was a Motown fanatic back in the day when I was real. Yeah. Mm. So, oh uh, yeah. I was. Uh, we, we practiced and formed the group, and everybody held the harmony easy. So <laughs> from there, we made records, and uh, um, yeah, that's how we started, and that's how, what age I was. Wow. 17 and 18,
0: yeah. Now, now, just curious, what instruments did you play? Coming up.
2: Well, I, I myself was uh, on the bass. I was a bass player.
0: Oh, really? But you picked yeah, up I, other instruments along the way.
2: Well, um, not really. As much as I honed the bass uh, by ear, though, I never studied music uh, to know how to what notes I was playing. But I, <laughs> I learned by myself uh, from from my ear. And I was a bass player. And uh, with the computer in this technological age, I. I'm a good piano player with a computer <laughs> and a music software. Other than that, I'm I'm nowhere near what I am as a bass player.
0: Wow! But you know what? A lot of people, a lot of the best instrumentalists I know play by ear because sometimes I think that the, uh, you know, if you talk too theoretically, you forget how to feel. I I know some classical artists that just do not know. They don't know their chords. <laughs> Yeah, they don't know yeah. chord progressions and they couldn't tell you what they're doing they just know the little classical riffs you know and uh, you know i think it's great to have a mix and you know i i just know so many brilliant musicians who just have an ear so i just want to you know uh applaud it's you that, for that that,
2: <laughs> that is uh that's true and everybody a mix i agree with you a mix is uh, the best thing because right now i'm um I want to learn how to play um, more chords and uh, more so chords than actual riffs. uh, Mm. Like as far as um, my um, technique of playing with both hands is concerned, I'm mostly interested in chords now. So I'm kind of going back to learning exactly what the chords are and the notes are. So I can, uh, it'll open up my mind when Mm. when I want to hear a chord, I can go there.
0: Exactly. So, I want to know a little bit about, so I've asked about The Silvers, but I want to know a little bit about, which I'll be playing later, Uh, and it was the big hit that you had was And The Beat Goes On, which probably everyone around the world knows because I know it was a hit in Australia.
2: Oh, yeah, that's
0: great. Yeah, I I think that everyone knows that song. Everyone, it must be part of the consciousness of America because it's... uh, it crossed over it wasn't only r&b it crossed over to commercial you know it was um yeah. in a time when you know the genres were very separated and the beat goes on seemed to cross all boundaries so
2: oh yeah that, that was a that was a great it winds up still to this day being a, a great record for me in my career uh, mm. because i'm still receiving royalties well, <laughs> from it I, I did one time and that's the beauty of um you know reaching uh global expectations mm. for your record
0: you absolutely
2: know, uh, i haven't even i haven't even had to take another job in my life since i've wow. since that record has been out or Good. me my production career has been started because wow. i still receive residuals and royalties from that back then wow. and, and other records but that's been uh, the most
0: and you, you were one of the lucky artists of the day because I know a lot of artists who had tracks out and they gave away all their publishing, but you were also a producer, so you were probably able to wangle a better deal, you know, because I know a lot of... Uh, songwriters from back in the 80s I, I know a heap a huge amount of them and they signed away a lot of stuff you know and you were one of the fortunate ones I think um, but also very talented and smart you know you got to be smart in this industry.
2: I'm thankful that uh, you know the Lord put me through certain things at a young age mm. and uh, you know at least the mindset to understand when someone's being crooked uh, mm. Although in certain other realms, I mean we had a crooked manager back in the day <laughs> uh, but at least um with with my music, it was close to my heart so i i didn 't care about uh anybody else 's opinion on how the uh royalties would be split. I knew exactly what that meant. Two plus two is always four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, is, that is awesome. But I, do, I am going to be playing that when we finish. But I do want to say that what a legacy that is. And, you know, I, I know the words. You know, I was so excited when I knew that you'd written a track and not only you wrote it, you co-produced it. Now, who did you co-produce it with?
2: Um... Actually, uh, I produced it, but I think I had a deal back then with Dick Griffey. Uh, oh, so and, he took uh, the production.
0: <laughs> he just yeah, put himself there. He didn't there. produce
2: it, but <laughs> we had a deal. Uh, uh, so I, I think he he, may, he came up with an idea where he co-wrote, but I was the producer on that, uh, totally, I'll on that we, record. Oh, know?
0: I know about that. I, I hear a lot of things like that. But... Uh, you know, I want to know because you work with so many artists. I'm I'm just looking at this and Shalimar. How was Shalimar? I you know Howard Hewitt came from Shalimar as did um, Jody Watley, correct? Yes. And I I saw Howard Hewitt uh, play one time. He had phenomenal voice, beautiful voice. And how was it uh, working with Shalimar? Oh,
2: it was uh it was great. They were um, they they were like. Uh, smooth and easy to work with because um, they were good people and they were young and new at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Howard, his vocal wasn't new, but him being on that level because he was snatched right out of Maverick's Flat, which was a local um, um, springboard for artists. Oh, really? In LA. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's like a landmark, you know, so to speak. And uh, Howard was in and out of Europe from management from John uh the guy's i'm sorry his name he owned Mavericks flats at that time wow. and he would send a lot of the artists uh in and out of town um from, and howard was from ohio as of lakeside and they were going through there a lot so howard was uh there one night, in a uh, friend of big griffey's and jeffrey daniels rem- mentioned howard when they went through a a situation with their lead singer at that time, which was called Gerald Brown, and I, as a song I produced on them, takes that to the bank. He wow! Had got into some, some difficulties with uh, relations with the group and Dick Griffey, and so they needed a new uh, lead singer, and they went to Mavericks Flats and uh, found Howard. So this was the first time he had did any record on the level of what Dick Griffey was doing with Shalimar and myself as producer.
0: Wow! And. Uh- And I have to ask, because I, you know, I came up, my night clubbing, (laughs) I guess it started in the 90s, and I loved a lot of the R&B stuff, and Teddy Riley and Blackstreet were the bomb, even in Australia, you
4: know? Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And so, what was he like to work with? I mean, Teddy Riley, whoa.
2: Oh, that was was great, and and ironic even, because Mm
3: -hmm.
2: when we were the silk when I was in the silvers and we performed at, at the Apollo one time back in the day, it was with um Black Ivory and Al Green was headlining. Wow. And uh, Black Ivory I think opened up or we opened I think Black Ivory opened we won on then uh Al Green. But one of those shows I we did a radio thing, Foster did I think, and a a, a little kid won to be at the show that night. And um we didn't get to interview. He was supposed to, we were supposed to hang out and interview with him, and we mm-hmm. didn't get to do that. I guess because we was late or something. And he was backstage waiting when we got. We had to rush and get on and be ready to perform. And they were on the side, and this security guard was trying to get him off the stage. And they were explaining that they <laughs> were supposed to be here. And Foster knew what was going on. He said, "Leon." He was we on stage in the dark. Yeah, He's trying to get them kids, and they're the ones that won from the radio station. I said, oh, wait a minute. Hey, dude, leave, leave them alone. They, they, they're supposed to be here. And he said, no, nobody's supposed to be back there. <laughs> okay, well, let's put it this way. either If you get them out of here, then we ain't going on. You got that one? Wow. And you can explain that one to your promoter. <laughs> he said, okay, okay, man, I'm just saying. I got this in my job. Okay, I don't care. Your job is done. They right here. Come here, fellas. And we put them right there. And it wind up being Teddy Riley and his uncle.
0: Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome! My girlfriend's just talking to me. Um, she's actually got a segment on my uh, show later, and she just said she went and saw the Silvers in Passaic, New Jersey, at a place called Record City, and she said she was in a crowd that was so big she was trampled.
1: <laughs> oh
0: man! Oh. Yeah, she said she was trampled. She she she's actually oh, she okay. Oh yeah, she's, she's, um, what, this was years, I'm not sure when, she'll probably write to me, Stacey, if you're watching, when was this? <laughs> But she does a um, show with me. Her name's Stacy, and she's also a um, singer and also um, does the radio stuff with me. And she actually, um, she's a backing vocalist with a lot of bands and just did recently Wyclef. She's awesome. She's up from near New York. But she said she went and saw you, and, uh, yeah, she uh, got trampled. Uh, I don't know if you remember the place.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, I mean, not that far back. but Oh, really? Can, if, if the incident, I remember there was an incident. A while back, uh-huh. where uh, I think, and it was on the East Coast. I don't oh, remember wow. the particulars, but <laughs> I remember something where it was like we we had to get out of there because um, it was uh, someone people got pushed against a rail or something like that.
0: Oh uh, wow!
3: And I
2: think it was that situation because it was on the East Coast.
0: Oh wow, wow, yeah. But she's she's uh she's listening with beta breath. She loves you too. <laughs> She said, yes, the glass. <laughs> oh, no, but they're good memories. You know? yeah. And now I, I can't not do an interview and ask you about new kids on the block because, you know, they were my boys. I loved them. They were, you know, they're probably around my age, I guess, you know, and I oh, came yeah, up loving them, and uh, I thought they were awesome. I mean, they're old hat now to the kids, but they were awesome when I was coming up. So how were they to work with those young boys?
2: Oh, it was great. Uh, there, you can you you know you can tell professionals when you when you work mm-hmm. with them they, uh, mm-hmm. their personality, their their um, endurance for hard work. Oh you yeah, know, you can tell it's hard work with with, with them. Those... Uh, I mainly work with. I, I met all of them, but I mainly work with um, Jordan, um, Donnie, and uh,
0: right.
2: the other guy, um, the cutesy dude.
0: Uh, oh yeah, Nick. No, was he? Nick, Nick, no, I he...
2: think, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the youngest one.
0: Oh, but you but, know, uh, yeah. you know, my favourite was always Donny or his brother, who wasn't in the band. Marky Buck, We all love Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he'd be like showing those abs, and we were all like, uh, uh, we all oh, yeah, loved him.
2: Uh, <laughs> you can tell he was the hard throb for the. You know, he did a good thing with his career too, as oh, far as momentum-wise. Both uh, of them
0: have. They're they're amazing actors. Amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm. Uh, it's so good to see people do so well. It really, yeah, I
2: like Johnny. He's, he's he's he didn't really. I like him. I like that new show he got out. Um, Blue Blood. I
0: think that's a hit for him. Oh yeah. Awesome. That is awesome. And I do want to ask you about some of the more recent stuff you've done. Nadambi. Now Nadambi's from where?
2: Uh Nadambi's from um she's out here. She's from originally she was born in Texas, I think. Mhm. Uh but uh, she's uh, she was on tour for a long while with Erica Badu.
3: Oh really? And, uh, okay. Um,
2: yeah, and then she started doing her own thing on Concord Records, uh, you know, division or uh, Stax type style. Hmm. Um, but uh, she's been—you uh, can tell she's a good, good visionary writer, uh, and her voice is unique. Wow. Uh, hmm. Uh, when we, a friend of my lawyer at the time, knew. Her A&R guy at the time, which was called Colin Steinbach, and he approached me about uh, you know doing the project, mm-hmm. and it was good. It was it was smart. It was kind of like <laughs> the way you have to um, screen people nowadays for production because personality clashes turns things money into waste. You know
0: exactly. <laughs> so exactly. So he was really.
2: I can tell he knew what he was doing, and this is the first time I've heard of him. And we've talked one time before that, but mm-hmm. I knew he was a manager at one time of Pharrell and back in mm-hmm. VA when I was out there. So he, he was a really learned type uh, street uh, intellectual, you know what I'm
3: mm-hmm. saying? So mm-hmm. he, he
2: knew music. Wow. So when we talked, it was fun. We you know hung out and talked a couple hours mm-hmm. in, in the office. Uh, but I can tell he was trying to, he was doing the screening thing, you know. <laughs> and then when he told her about it, he said, oh, I love it because he was trying to do a throwback. Mm-hmm. type music style she liked old school but she wanted to do her version of it
3: right
2: r&d style and mix a whole lot of styles in it mm-hmm. but when we got together it was cool it was easy because we did the due diligence with the enr guy at the mm. beginning
3: wow So it wind
2: up being being a, a, a nice uh, situation uh, mm-hmm. learning from both her you know what i'm saying and and understanding how the company loved her writing style mm-hmm. and that was why they signed her
0: now which company was she with
2: She's with Concord Records.
0: And are they? Uh, who do they upstream through? Like they must have someone who they upstream through, or are they? Uh... Well,
2: they—they've. Uh, it was main. It's mainly what I think because they don't. They're not. They're. They're mainly a catalog company because they did a big deal with Isaac Hayes, publishing wise, and. Oh wow! Uh, who else? Um, uh, Ray Charles before that uh-huh. I think that is published. so I think they're mainly they they're mainly into iconic old school wow. superstars uh-huh. uh that wrote their own material and right. had their own image and and they 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 that's where uh the big things that they've done
3: mm. now as far
2: as new artists being put out they they don't push like that for some reason mm. I don't I don't understand but uh they are a record company and they they at that at that time they had money to promote lots mm. uh but but the way they did it it i i i uh, don't understand how how they become a record company and nobody ever comes out I mean, wow they did a deal with um <laughs> Tina Marie um,
0: oh yeah and you know you know who's a good friend of mine who actually cuz i i'm Thing too, not of the caliber, Like I don't have the fame that your people do, but I did a track um, that I just played of myself just before, and I had um, Doug Grigsby produce it, who was bass player for Tina and also music director because he's a friend of ours too. So do you know Dougie?
2: Uh, I um, I knew. I think the original. I, I, I may know him. This mm. not familiar, but but I know the 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 the, the before. Back in the day, bass player with Tina right. on all that stuff, um, Square Biz and all that. And his okay. name is Alan McCreer. I know him.
4: I
0: don't, I don't know.
2: know the the guy that was playing with her. Your- uh, Probably the last ten, died. maybe the
0: last uh, ten years. He, I think Doug oh, was with her for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I
2: don't know him, but I've mm-hmm. seen him on stage because we, me and my wife, caught her concert right. before she passed. Rest in peace.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually um saw her in concert in Philly because my my husband um played with Patty LaBelle for a long time, and mm. so she uh, got on stage a few times with Patty, and I was able to uh, catch those shows because I, of course, I was there with my daughter, you know, and uh, they were really cool, you know. So.
2: Oh yeah, well he was—he's a, a great bass player because I—I uh, mm. I remember seeing the show and I mentioned. I said, "Wow, that bass player!" But she had a good band either way, you
0: know. Oh great, yeah, oh yeah. Tina was—Tina was, was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I—I I can't not mention this awesome icon that you have been working with this year, and that is Gladys Knight. You know, we're all curious about Gladys. <laughs> oh so.
2: yeah, that—that that was. Uh,
0: Oh uh,
2: wow, I could have sent you
0: something of that uh, wow that's uh, oh well you 're uh, welcome to come on yeah. anytime you like. You know that okay, I, my yeah. My show is open. I consider anyone who helps me out. I do whatever I can for them if they want to use me as a platform to put things out and um, my my friend Daryl Williams he actually owns the station and um, it 's an internet station, but his father was actually Kay Williams senior who was a pioneer, a commercial radio DJ back in the day. And then his Mm. brother was um, Kay Williams Jr., who was part of Breakwater, who passed from cancer several years back. Mm. But Daryl is phenomenal, and his... um, and I don't know if he's listening right now, um, but Daryl, he's given me this opportunity to have this spot on his station, and he also has a server where he hosts about 10 stations now. So his, his, uh uh, able to touch more and more people. is even hosting a college station his, the, his server now. So, oh, you know, he, he's that's growing. Great. So, uh, you know, I anytime you want to push some stuff out there, obviously, internet radio is a different realm. But, you know, I can push it up no, but through Daryl. The future.
3: Mhm, mhm. Mm-hmm. It's right, it's that's so good much to fun. Hear. Yeah. That's so good
0: anytime you 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 because you've given me your time, I consider everyone as I said who who. Is gracious enough to give me their time. I will do whatever I can to help to play. So, you know, that's that's just the way I am. You know, that's how I roll. Oh, great, <laughs>
2: thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. And no, I definitely
0: uh, keep mm-hmm. in touch
2: for that and other reasons.
0: Absolutely. Was
2: the Gladys Gladys Night project. It was it was fun. We did about four songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my son co-produced one with me. Uh, wow. It's. Uh, which is the single right now that they, they just released it? I guess about a couple of weeks ago, or okay. like three weeks to a month ago. But um, it's uh, it's one called "I Who Have Nothing." Oh, it's wow. a today type track, R&B type mm-hmm. pop hip hop over an old school standard.
3: Um, oh, I'll
0: have I will have to check have it. Nothing and, and you day, produced yeah. it so listeners if you're listening i who have nothing by gladys knight out a couple of weeks and leon produced it so got to check it out now
2: me and my son be it actually
0: you and your one. son leo yeah. i should say leo leon silvers the 3rd and leon silvers the 4th correct yeah exactly <laughs> oh wow so it sounds like you have a co- close relationship with your son
2: oh yeah it's uh, he's been he's, he showed um exceptional uh, interest in uh, music at a young age. Uh, oh, that's like awesome. Four and five, so he oh, had yeah. his first record out through, because at that time we was living in V.A., mm-hmm. uh, with and I was working with Teddy Riley on <sighs> this group called in, Men of Vision, who had a record out in the States back then called uh, Housekeeper. Uh, Leon came up with a, with a title of one of their choruses on their album. hmm uh, and it wound up being a, 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 I think, a single in the states, but but it didn't do too too big. But the the thing is, Leon created the hook when he was seven years old, words and melody.
0: That you is know. so cool. Yeah. That is so <laughs> cool. You know, you know, that's funny that you mentioned that. I'm. We're actually um, Brianna, my daughter. She's just turned 13, and she, and I've been, you know, trying to keep her involved in music, and. She plays piano, clarinet, I've got her a sax and now she's singing and she's got an unbelievable voice it's, it's, oh, that's it's yeah it's really exciting and uh Probably going to release a, you know, just a little track on it because it's so easy to release something through iTunes, but probably going to release it with her friend um, wow. very soon. <laughs>
2: yeah, you can send me that. I'd like
0: to hear it. Oh, absolutely, I will. She's, As I said, she's only 13, and it's just a fun little thing to give them confidence. But she's also, you know, singing in the – she's, she's um, playing in the marching band. She's singing in the um, – chorus and she's also singing in the correlations and also in the um play they're doing a, a play for the school so she's really oh. involved in music and it's just so much fun to see the young kids you know <laughs> yeah, show that interest. oh yeah but now i want to know just just um this is something that i want to know your view from a producer when you work with an artist do you like to like, like I do when I interview people, I like to touch base with them a couple of days beforehand and fill them out, you know, just make people feel comfortable. Do you have a way where you like to get an artist comfortable? Is it harder if someone comes in cold or do you like to, uh, you know, like feel how they are at first?
2: Yeah. Well, because of my, you know, being in the the business as long as I have, I've seen different styles change and a changing of the guard, so to speak, of different approaches Mm -hmm. and uh, with with respect to creating a song, practicing a song and meeting the people that will sing that song. It's all changed. Back in the day, I would used to meet the group, hang out for a day, whether it's going to the movies or just hanging out, Uh to get a feel for how they think, how they talk, what they like. And I usually do that for a day or two Mm -hmm. and then start practicing what they want, what they have, what uh-huh. the strongest thing it was. I mean, all that, it would be preparation for nowadays. So, and since the last 10 years or so, people didn't want to meet. They just wanted to get in the studio and do their thing, get their record out. Yeah. Um, wow. And that presented a whole lot of problems we mm. have nowadays because record companies just wanted to hit, so they didn't care about the uh, relationship—they try to mm. act like people are robots, just like the machines that do music—and it can't, you can't look at it like that. Because mm. there's what brought the industry up to. Well, let's let's rely on producers they have the record they have the record so mm-hmm. and then producers got egos. they trying to get their royalties before the record <laughs> even fell because you would try to do instead of one producer doing a whole project it got into that era where let's get three different type of hit producers or five mm-hmm. or, and do one or two songs on the album and then we we hedge our bet but that thing every, all these top producers they know what it was hey if mine is the hit, I only got one, then I'm going to make money for everybody else. I want my royalties right now.
3: Mm. So they
2: give me 200 grand for one song. Wow. And that might wind up being a precedent for losing money now. Mm. Where's the incentive to get your money? Mm. Where's the incentive to write to get the single? Now it's just like placement.
0: Well, you know, you know it's, it's funny just uh, letting you know what I do. I'm, also, I'm doing my doctorate right now. And I'm so enjoying it. I'm about to start research. And what I'm going to research, I'm actually going to research independent artists and internet radio and social media. And um, I'm going to go in with an open mind. And obviously, I have my assumptions and my thoughts, but I'm going to be doing qualitative interviews with people. And I'm going to be trying to find trends. And I want to, like, develop a model where, you know, where I can... Uh, that independent artists can use, because I know so many phenomenal artists, and record companies these days don 't have the money to spend they there 's like ten artists in rotation, and that 's it that 's it you know like rihanna beyonce beyonce, and you know like a couple of artists that 's all you hear so I think what 's happening is the public is wanting more, and they can access more you know and even even cars are now uh being produced with internet radio access right from the get go, the new two thousand and twelve cars. So the mm-hmm. world is changing. Oh, and, yeah. it's, it's, and and
2: one of the reason the in the in the record industry caused it a lot by mm-hmm. not understanding and accepting the internet as another system arena mm-hmm. of advertisement.
3: Oh yeah. Advertisement.
2: It's, it's, it's more exciting for the Trust the public to be able to talk to someone in Japan that they never knew mm-hmm. existed, let alone could speak with them. But that's more important than buying a, a 45 or a, a record. Mm-hmm. Now and they have friends all over the world. It's not going to take them a hard time to figure out
0: mm-hmm. oh, this
2: is marketing. I can I can build my own crowd from this, I can mm-hmm. do my own friends. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a, I, I'm really surprised that. that uh, radio and record companies for not understanding that business prospect. Right? Yeah. this is gonna be another because people are interested in talking to people. It's mm. always that. Mm-hmm. And and I'm surprised, but I understand how they did miss it because people, when they have hit records or they party, whether you a group that has a hit record or the company that that put out that hit record, everybody parties when they make money. Mm. So they sit and they don't think of. Wow, now how do we kind – of, and then when things come in, new, new, new avenues to create or put out your product, they miss because egos and it's time to do this.
0: Exactly. Their but but you they know they what it, it is? It. Mm, you know what I think? I think that in this day and age, when artists are personable, when they communicate with their friends and fans, and fans are made to feel like friends they become a lot more loyal than someone you've got you've never met and they're at a distance because that's what the internet's done.
2: Exactly. And artists the... that aren't used to selling platinum can live off of 20,000 units because mm-hmm. they own it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now the dollar is, uh, you know, they don't, okay, oh, I make how much if I own 20,000 units? That, <laughs> that's what, a hundred some thousand dollars? I'm straight. Now mm-hmm. it's hard for the record companies to combat into that because these they're learning how to make money more and more on the internet, oh, and yeah. that's what the downfall of record companies was.
3: And
0: it you was know about. what? The record companies probably needed to fall down a little. <laughs> you know, just so just they, from they, my they a
2: lot of them just trying to you know trying to worry about how many ways they can crook at people, and they were mm. already crooks by <sighs> reference of one word referrals.
0: Mm. You don't
2: have to uh, hold on to people's money. No. Like you're trying to guard it for mm. when they do another album. That whole system was crooked.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like there was... paying the
2: people off 85%, not a dollar, not mm. 100%. Mm. That's all for referrals. And then when a group gets dropped for whatever reason, mm. they don't give them their referrals back. You have to have a great lawyer and money to pay them for them to go in and audit. Wow. So that's wow. the reason... All these things, the internet, and the, the crookedness of, of, of referrals, and making it important for that. Now, I understand companies have to spend money to promote,
4: mm. but
2: that's that was really at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, okay, mm-hmm. it's going to cost this much. We have to hold something back so we can pay for the next one. That right. became standard procedure, mm-hmm. which in the industry becomes shady procedure.
4: Wow. Because they
2: don't have to do what they used to do.
4: Wow. They're just
2: raking and keeping money. And that's <laughs> part of the whole downfall of the record industry. Ex-
0: exactly. And now now it's changing. And, you know, I think, you know, I, I, I was always into music, but I am – being given opportunities myself with the new guard. You know, I never got an opportunity with the old guard. I just slugged my guts out in corporate America. But now with this new thing, I've been able to create a radio show. I've released three singles Mm -hmm. of myself. And, you know, it's like, it's so wonderful. I love it. And and I support so many artists. I'm trying to give support to a whole lot of independent artists. And and there's so many talented people. I just, I feel so privilege to be able to touch and communicate and expose so yeah, many okay, awesome okay. artists that would never get exposed otherwise, it's it's just awesome
2: Exactly yeah. that, and That's what, that one feeling of, of learning and building your own mm-hmm. is what the record companies can't, they can't compete with
0: mm, Exactly, exactly
2: Buildings that they don't need now because
0: it's a ghost town <laughs>
2: industry life, and it's, and it's And it's good,
0: you know. Exactly. And I do want to say, because I've got to move on soon, but I want to say to you, Leon, that I have had the most awesome interview. I, I call you a friend now and I do want to stay in contact with you. And I just, I, I, I just, you're so gracious. I want to thank you so much. And I spoke to your wife momentarily today and she was so lovely. So please say hello to her. <laughs> she was, as I said, she was a beautiful soul. I could hear it in her voice and um, I just want to say Thank you so much. What I'm going to play now uh, to see the interview out is I'm going to play And The Beat Goes On, which was your big song. and, and, I, and Can I, I say
1: one more thing?
2: Absolutely. Say,
0: absolutely. Um,
2: we're doing a, um, right now, we've just got the word, uh, we're doing a, a reality show with the Silvers, bringing out the young Silvers, AG. And we, we started the paperwork on that yesterday. Wow. Uh, so that'll be coming out also.
0: Wow, and Let's I am go gonna play Lock It Down. Now Lock It Downs okay. by A G. Yes. Wow, that that'll be awesome. Now who is in A G? Who are the are they your children or
2: Yes, my son Leon the my daughter Leah, Angie's two sons, Kyle and Aaron, which is my sister in the silvers, uh-huh. and uh Foster's daughter
0: David Foster? Uh,
2: Foster Silvers, my Okay, my, Foster oh. I thought you were maybe Jack Foster, Foster Foster Silvers. His, uh, okay. his daughter Erin, and um uh there will be wait, did I miss anybody? No, and that's that's it. It'll be and Eckman's daughter, she's in VA. She's only seventeen though. Oh, she's wow. still in high school. Uh Victoria. That's oh, really wow. Deep. But on this particular song, uh Aaron and um Victoria's not on this one because they were too young at the time. Right, I'm the having a look
0: at their photo right now. Luther's got it posted on his wall, and there's the yeah. f- there's the girl with the pink. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the photo I'm looking at. The girl with the pink, with the boots on. Yeah, that's my daughter, Leah. Oh, she's pretty. She's hot. <laughs> she, how do you feel as a dad when someone says, your daughter's hot? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm a girl. I can say that. And then which one's your son? I see there's uh, four boys. on the boys.
2: left side in the uh, striped uh, shirt um, on the left, all the way to the left.
0: In the T-shirt?
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The on the left.
0: On stuff my stuff. left or the photo? Oh, okay, so on my left.
2: Yes, your left. He's the tallest
0: one. Yeah. Okay. And then the others are his cousins?
2: Wait, which one? Both of them, like, he's in the striped black and white and... Blue. Purple.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. That's your son. Yeah,
2: that's my son. The other one is Kyle on the other end. He has a pink shirt on. And that's your son too? No, that's my sister Angie's son, Oh, that's
0: your nephew. Okay. And then the... Then the two other boys, the one that with the um, sort of like the baggy pants, the shortest one. Yeah, that's
2: that's Aaron, Kyle's brother, Angie's okay. other son. And, and then... the other guy, who is uh, uh, his name is Josh. That's Edmund's son. Oh, cool!
0: Also. So these are all cousins and siblings. Exactly. This is cool. Called... And Ag means on the periodic table, it's silver. Wow, that is awesome.
2: And that was my son's idea for the name
3: of the group.
0: That is awesome. That is that is so cool. So as I said, once again, Leon, I want to say, and do you have, before I go, any websites that you want to drive people to? Um, and you already told them about what's coming out. Have you got a website that you want to drive people to?
2: Um, right now, no, because there's, there was too many out that I didn't even do, and somebody else did. Oh. So. I'm I'm doing a new whole setup now, and it's not done yet. So, well, uh, I don't why don't they wait,
0: reach out through Facebook?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I'm on Facebook. Look out through That's Facebook.
0: On, huh? I said if people want to contact you, reach out through Facebook. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, everyone's on Facebook anyway, so I think that's one right. of the Right, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but as I said, once again, Leon, thank you for your time. I've had so much fun with this interview, and I am going to finish this out with The Whispers and The Beat Goes On, which you wrote and produced, and then I'm going to follow that up with Lock It Down, which is by AG and produced by both yourself and your son, correct?
2: Uh, Yes. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, everyone, enjoy the whispers with And the Beat Goes On and AG with Lock It Done, all produced by Leon Silva.
1: Take complete control Lock it down Now if you wanna make it right it Say you want me more than just one night Lock it down So let's start Lock it down And here's the key to my heart Lock it down Girl, you got me feeling like I just got out the pit From incarceration Desperate man oh, Hold up Don't get it twisted Got more than one thing on my mind You got me lifted, Love is off the hook with my heart on There's no such thing as to call Let me strum your body like a Spanish guitar And the only thing I wanna hear Is my name on your lips When you think about who makes you scream and shout And here's the key to my heart Tell me that you love me Hey, hey Show me what you made of down. Tell me that you need me it down. Hey, You hey.
4: gotta always it
1: down. Show me where your heart is wow. Let's make it official You and I Take it official, it's the real. Said you got me, girl, got me gold. Said you got me, girl, got me I said you got me, girl, got me I said you got me, got me,